Stand by to the floor in five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live from the rich heartland of Altamont Springs, Florida, it's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers, brought to you by Super Channel WACX-TV. Take it away! Greetings! I'm doing my lunges. <laughs> what kind of clap was that? Golf clap? Hello, Victor Bowers here. Hello, hello. I love hearing those voices. Let me turn them up. Um, sampler. Okay. Greeting. Greet WNBC. WNBC. I'm trying to. I'm trying to warm up my voice with call letters. WNBC. Sunday night only. Monster truck rally. St. Cloud, Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Be there. Be there, monster truck. Am I the only one in the room? No. Okay. No, we're here. <coughs> okay. Monday, Monday, Monday. More mud, more mud, more mud, more mud Mondays at the Kissimmee St. Cloud Rodeo Arena. Come one, come all. Not bad, right? Not bad. One minute up. One, one, one minute and a half down. Oh, my heavens, people. Hello, greetings. Enough about me. How are you doing? I, doing, doing out there. We uh, next door. We have neighbors, and uh, they're doing. They're making some kind of racket next door. So if you hear ambient noises coming from this side of the room, um, don't worry. It's not Russia. We're not being invaded by Russia. It's just our noisy neighbors. They're they're making um, commercial grade awnings and sunscreen for commercial buildings. That's what they're doing. So they're doing their thing, and we're doing our thing, which is live Christian television. Live Christian TV. The best way to experience Christian television is to experience Christian television in a live format. And this is what The Vic Show offers. Thank you. Thank you, Can Sound Effects. We're a sleepy bunch this morning, and maybe that's just my perception. Anyway... Nonetheless, nonetheless, anyway, I'm going to continue to say those words because they're comfortable. They bring me emotional comfort, nonetheless. They're good transitional words. So, how's the uh, control room doing in there? We haven't been in there in a while. Any, any new features in there? Nice. There's Rick and Arente and Atala and Linda. Hello, everyone. Good, good, good. Diane, Terry out here. Terry's wearing her polka dot pants. Oh my goodness. Polka uh, hey, polka dots. Wonderful. Did you wear any blinged out? No, not today. Just um, regular Uggs? I mean, but I'm wearing my, um, my Vic Show shirt. Vic Show shirt. That's awesome. Wonderful. There it is, way in the distance. <laughs> Vic Show shirt. She makes Vic Show shirts. And, um, yeah, people actually watch <laughs> and, <laughs> and comment at Backyard Burger. I shared that story the other day of a nice young man who told me his mom watches the show. And um, right as I was leaving, I was so glad I was on my best behavior in front of him because I was really upset and hungry and thought how I had been ignored and all my 
all my rejection issues were kicking in and my abandonment issues were kicking in when they ignored me because they were in the middle of a shift change at 5 p.m. And they didn't let anybody know. You know, it's like some stores, they just do what they do and they don't let, they don't let the customers know. Nonetheless, but he was so kind and helpful and he laughed at my jokes. And then he said, as I walked away, by the way, my mom likes your show. And um, you know, if I said, thank you, that was nice. Like she watches the Vic show. I should have said, well, do you watch it with her? But I don't want to be too presumptuous. I'm probably trying to figure out, like, I recognize his face. I just don't know from where. And it didn't hit him till probably the end. Yeah, maybe. We'll yeah, so never know who's watching. It's the face. It's the face. It's the face. Mm, it's the face. <laughs> Keep on talking. That feels good to hear. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have a sip here. Mm. Oh, it's so delicious. I've missed this. My music is just getting all over my nerves. And that's music I picked. I want to just hear the, I just want to hear the construction. I wonder if they can hear that in there. Anyway. Wow, it's like a J Japanese anime. Everything's half a second late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, where is God? Uh, where is God? Yes. Good answer, because that's a true answer, Diane. God is here, but he's probably not on your mind. Ah, so now I know where I'm going to go. Where is God? God is here. God is present. God is here in creation. God has never not been in our midst, from the very beginning of Scripture, the Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, that's when God was present in Christ, the second person, the beginning, in the beginning, is the, that's the writer of, that, of those words, the human writer, whoever that was, wrote this and said, in the beginning, there's inspiration, in the beginning, and when you hear the word beginning, what does that point to? That points to Christ. Christ was manifested into us, and his name was Jesus. And what did he say? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the, the beginning and the end. Christ, the second person of the Trinity, was in the beginning, present fully. Paul, the Apostle Paul in Colossians goes on to tell us that in him and through him, all things came to be. So Christ, yes, we say God created the world. Yes, absolutely. But it was Christ, the second person of the Trinity, who was manifested at a certain particular place and time in the form of human body, human flesh, as us, fully, fully human, as human as you are. And through him and by him, all things were made, including you. And so in the beginning, God was here. So to answer this question, where is God? God is here. He was here. He is here. And he shall always be here. Not there. Not there. But here. But he's probably not on your mind. That's where he most wants to be in our minds, in our thoughts, in our life. 
And that is part of the Christian experience, the born again experience, is where Christ comes into your life by His Spirit and indwells you, not at your expense. All other religions will give you their code and their whole program. And it will always be the diminishment of the human person at the, 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 the flourishing of the God, the empowerment of the God at the expense of the human. Christianity, and not even Christianity, because that's the religion that formed around it. It's not bad, but it kind of can be a misnomer. The relationship that is offered to us in Jesus is not at the expense of the human. In fact, it's at the prosperity. Yes, I use that word because it's accurate. The prosperity, the promotion, the fulfillment of the human person. Fulfillment of Victor, fulfillment of Diane, fulfillment of Rick, fulfillment of Arente, Terry, Linda, Atala, all of us and all of you. That's what's on offer in Christ. That's why we can't stop talking about it. That's what I'm doing up here, talking about it and many other great preachers and pastors and anybody, whosoever will. That's the message. That's what the world needs to hear. Come on. Come on. That's right. Okay. So where's God? God is here. But sometimes, and most of the times, he's not on our mind. And that's where we, that's where we struggle a lot of times, is, is forgetting that. So I wanted to mention, and just talk about that, and just give some encouragement today in that vein, because this has brought some encouragement to me. And uh, I'm already out of breath, hold on. Mm. So good. Okay. You know, um, I also made mention the other day, last time, that... By the way, I'm getting a haircut next week. And go back to that close shot. Because there's like a little... It gets top heavy right here, so i got to have my guy start cutting it. Sorry. I try to spray it down so I can be, so I can be perfect for all of you. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, uh, you know, uh, I was just, you know, Ukraine's been on my mind, been on many of our minds, uh, and what's going on in Ukraine and Russia, you know, and all the stuff with the, the president of Russia and there's so much to it. And, you know, for us who, when you study the word, it points a lot to what the word talks about. And I truly believe this is Victor talking that we are in an era of time and the era in all of our lives where there is the possibility of great calamity at hand. And it's always kind of been in the back of our mind, you know, is there a third world war? Will nuclear bombs ever really be used or is it just a bunch of conversation? You know, it's these are things we're talking about very, you know, very tangibly now. And then even a year ago, you know, a year ago, everything was about pandemic and now it's like what happened to that and um you know it's like so quickly things change and so quickly you pick up your bible and you're like what does the bible have to say we've become very mindful of the word when things are calamitous things start doing weird people start making weird decisions so thinking about ukraine and and three and a half million people have been not only displaced many millions have been displaced but three and a half million have left their homeland, crossed the border, out of their country, 
running for their life. Three and a half million people. This is in a month. In a month, this has happened. It's profound. It's shocking. And where is God? And, it's, and, and things like this. Of course, this has happened many times before. But for us now in this day and age, it's, it's very front and center. It's a, it's a country. Ukraine is a country with a lot of attitude like us. And they're a free country and sovereign. They wanted to do their own thing. And they're very innovative. And they're a multicultural group. And, you know, it was something beautiful that was happening in people. And now it's being molested by an angry man, frankly, who wants to get his way and wants to try to rebuild something from the past, living, living in nostalgia. And that's sin. Living in the days that have gone by, that's sin. Jesus talks about it. Don't, don't, don't worry about the past, Jesus. You know, Jesus tells us the, the, what's important is the kingdom of God now. Jesus goes on so far to say, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Meaning, what is my past? When, when, the, when some people came to him in the Gospels and he's teaching and he goes on teaching and healing the sick and doing his ministry and really expressing his vocation as a great teacher and a great rabbi at that time and just really gathering a lot of the, the attention. And people's lives were being changed and people's lives were being delivered and beautiful things were happening to these very oppressed people. And his, his mother and his brothers were outside of the meeting, so to speak, wanting to meet with him. And they were kind of pulling rank. They were like, well, we're, I have his mom here and I'm his brother. I know he's busy, but we're, we're, we're you know, we're his family. I got his mom here. Meaning, you know, a lot of pressure that um, he needs to kind of get into line because mom's here. And this got back to Jesus. And Jesus said, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, who is my mother? Who is my brother? He was realigning the whole, he, he was coming up against the whole idolatry of family systems that have been pervasive in all cultures. It's normal, it's, it's, how we, it's how we grow, it's how we create a sense of tradition. But Jesus was saying, a new day is here. Something new is happening. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the glory days of the past and don't live in the pain of the past. The, uh, whatever happened in the past, whether it's good or whether it's bad, is, is different, it's done. Now is a new day. Jesus was instituting a new history, a new way of looking at time kingdom of God time, where all the good and the bad of the past are washed away. They don't have value now. All that matters now is what are you doing now? What is God doing now in your life? So um, anyway, so Putin and the president, ex-president uh, of Russia, trying to rebuild old systems at the expense of people. And it's just wrong. And so I was thinking about that and, and refugees and um, and where's God and refugee situations? Well, at one time, God in the form of a baby, you know, God all vulnerable. We say God almighty. Yes. But when God was all vulnerable at the hands of a mom and a dad running for their life because God was a baby, the taking shape as a baby, they named Jesus. He was a refugee. He was having to run for his life because there was an evil, mean Tyrant king looking to kill him. It's the same thing going on today. There was an evil man 
named King Herod, who's looking for this baby. A baby. He wanted, he was afraid of a baby. A ba- I mean, I'm telling you, it, it's crossed so many parallels to Russia and Ukraine and what's going on. All of the hands of one man, one man, Vladimir Putin is his name. He's behind all of it. One man is causing so much. It's, and this is not a new, it's new to us. We're shocked by it. How could he? But this is, this is the story of humanity. And it was the story of God in the flesh at a mo- moment in time when he was God in the flesh, was a vulnerable baby running for his life. So God knows what it's like to be a refugee. He knows what it's like to have to run for your life and live in exile. That's where God was at at that time. And, that, and so my point is for people who are in exile, who are refugees, God is with you. He knows what it's like. He knows the pain. He's not, he's not unfamiliar with the pain of running for your life you know, to, for self-protection. He understands that. So where is God? Um, he's here. But sometimes and most of the time, he's perhaps not properly on our mind. And so that's some of the scriptures I just wanted to just rehearse with you today. And for encouragement, this is where I'm at. I'm having to rehearse and like, where is God? And, and so I'm just inviting you into where I'm at in my life now. You know, sometimes God's voice is silent or just all the voices of life or just all the things we run to to fill up the emptiness of our days or they fade or they, or they go silent or things happen. And then what do you do? <laughs> I don't know if y'all can enjoy the sounds with us like we have in here out on TV land. So the first scripture I have, I wanted to, rehear- to, to read out is, um, Mar- hey, Linda, let's go to Mark 12. Mark 12 is where Jesus is being asked by um, some religious leaders, what's the greatest commandment? These, this is an effort of the religious establishment to try to trick, trip him up, trip Jesus up, trying to get him to say the wrong thing so they could find grounds to arrest him. And every time they asked him the question, you know, he, was, he just knew the scriptures backwards and forwards. Not because he was God in the flesh. He knew the scriptures because he had studied them all his life. Again, Jesus was fully human. He grew and developed just as we grow and developed. He grew in obedience. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. There were things Jesus had to learn. Jesus had to learn as a child, don't put your hand on a hot stove. Otherwise, you'll burn your hand. Human Jesus. <laughs> just like human Victor had to learn that. So Jesus knew scripture because he studied it. So study scripture. Jesus studied scripture. He wasn't born with a head full of knowledge. He was born with as much human knowledge as your baby was born with. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a trap door in Jesus. Jesus was fully human, fully God. So he had to learn. So he knew, but he knew a scripture and he was intelligent, obviously. Okay. So, and I love what he does here. They ask him for the greatest commandment. And he quotes the greatest prayer in Judaism, the, the prayer that Jews still say today, twice a day. It's called the Shema. It's the great declaration, 
of Jewish life and of Jewish devotion. The most important law, Jesus says, answered. Hey, can we go a little bit tighter on the shot? Kind of lose all this room over here, Terry. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay? And then he went on to, this. he's quoting Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, that's what it says in Deuteronomy, and with all your soul in Deuteronomy, and with all your strength, wait, not, wait, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is interesting. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. He actually gives them two great commandments. But let's back up to the, the page before this. The Shema, the ancient prayer in Deuteronomy that G Jesus was quoting, says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus adds something to that prayer. He adds the word mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus added this to it. Jesus added to Scripture. Jesus added to Scripture. All your mind and with all your strength. Where is God? God is here. But He's probably not on your mind. And that's where He wants to be. And that's where he begins to infill your life when he's on your mind. You're on God's mind right now. He's thinking about you. But you haven't looked into his face yet. You keep looking around him. You keep trying to do your own thing and, and you're trying to, trying to fix all your own problems. And there's a place for that. But you have to be in the mind of God. You have to put yourself where God is at. You're on God's mind. Now put God in your mind by thinking about him. And the easiest place to start is with this. This is why it's, the scriptures are so important and to know them and to study them. So where is God? God is here and he wants to be most predominantly in your mind. Okay. So the next scripture I want to go to is map Psalm 23, four. Let's go there, Linda. Again, these are just some scriptures that I use in my life to help me when I'm just in a place where I don't hear God's voice or just there's no flow going or it's just kind of, it's just kind of a void, you know, and we're all kind of just watching the news or maybe there's family that's going through struggles and there's only so much you can do except just wait and pray and be present. What do you do? We get anxious because we want to do something. We want to fix the problem. And sometimes... The problem we can't access. You have to just trust God with the problem and trust God with the people and trust God with these relationships and just stand by and pray and be present. Um, but that's hard for us to do because we want to be a hero. We want to we be part of the solution. We want to we fix things and move on. And, um, and sometimes God's doing a deep work and we don't know. And so we have, we have to, I have to grow in my trust. I have to, I'll speak for Victor. I don't know certain issues, certain answers to certain problems. Some things aren't really problems. They're just things that are bigger than me. 
And I, and I need to readjust my perspective. I need to readjust how I approach it. Because maybe I've had too much demand or maybe I've wanted too much out of a situation that I was, I was moving into an unhealthy place. So you need to back up say, God, have, have I overstepped a boundary? You know, just all these things. But as long as God, you put God in your mind, he will guide you. He will speak to you. It's amazing. It is amazing how it happens. So that's just what I wanted to leave with you today in the next few minutes. Um, a very portion of very familiar passage we've talked about in the past, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord's Prayer. I mean, excuse me. The Lord is my shepherd, you know, even and that relates to the Lord's Prayer in, in the New Testament as well. But the middle of that, even though I walk through the uh, valley of the shadow of death, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. So when you're walking through the dark valleys of life, where there's shadow, and if there's a shadow, it means there's absence of light. So you're not walking through a lit path. You're walking through darkness. You're walking through a place where you can't see. There's, it's a shadowy road. It's scary. It's unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, do not fear evil. Like David tells us, reminds us, do not fear evil. Put God in your mind. Make yourself mindful. Study him. Be with him. Because, and then his rod and his staff, these are words of comfort and safety. You'll be safe. You will feel safe. And that safety, the rod and the staff were elements of a rod and a staff could be both used to protect, to defend. They could be used as weapons. They could be used to defend. They could be used to guide. They could be used to climb. They were all, they were versatile instruments you would take with you. A rod and a staff, they comfort me. This is, a, this is scriptures talking about feeling safe and being safe in the middle of discomfort, in the middle of a dark part of life, dark avenues of life. The next scripture um, Matthew 28, 20, and this is, you know, the ultimate scripture in regards to feeling safe and putting God in our mind is because Jesus tells us, and this is as clear as it gets, friends, Jesus tells us, and this is the last sentence in the gospel of Matthew. The, this is the, his, the last words he uttered to us in, God, in Matthew's gospel. The first gospel in the New Testament. As he's leaving us with this great commission, going to be with his father, to return again. But there's going to be a period of absence from us physically. But he wanted to remind us that we're on his mind and that to keep him in our mind. Because he says, surely I am with you always, even until the very end of the age. He is with us forever. He is with us now and he is with us tomorrow and the day after that until the end of the age. He is with us for all time. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So my friends, when you ask the question, where is God? Because we all ask that question. Where is he in the situation? Why is this happening to me? Why, did, why, why wasn't God here? How did, why did he abandon me? Those are the questions we reactively ask when bad things happen or when we hear bad news. 
God is here. God is here. God knows the pain. He came here and he did not leave here. He's still here with us in his spirit. He knows the pain you're going through. He's not abandoned you. Where is God? God is with us, but maybe not in your mind. So put God in your mind. Read a scripture. Go to church. Be around other like-minded people. Go to church. And with God, all things are possible. Give him praise and glory. Yeah.